went to Arizona State. Right. I'm a sun devil, man. State of the Sun Devils with Jeremy Schnell, Jesse Morrison, and Mitch Bereldis, an Arizona sports podcast. Hello and welcome into another edition of State of the Sun Devils alongside Jesse Morrison and Mitch Bereldis. I'm Jeremy Schnell. Mitch, it was a tough one yesterday. A little uh, tough loss for ASU men's hoops yesterday. What did you see in terms of the offensive performance, Mitch? Uh, can I say nothing? Yeah. Cause I didn't really see much of an offensive performance last night. I mean, I, I screen grabbed the last about four minutes of that first half just to see, cause this uh, website stat broadcast does a fantastic job of capturing like trends that each team goes on. Yeah. So here are the three trends for Mississippi state towards the end of the first half, a seven Oh run over the last two and a half, a 13 to two run over the last four and change and then four of their last five field goals they hit. Here it is for ASU in about the same span. Zero for their last four field goals, one for their last 10, and a scoring drought of about three minutes to close the half. <sighs> There's your game. I at least encapsulated in one small portion of what was a miserable start, and then Mississippi State just ran all over the Sun Devils, Jesse. So I don't want to equate college basketball to the NBA. But last night, the Phoenix Suns played the Chicago Bulls. Uh, They scored 18 points in under five minutes of play. Last night, ASU men's hoops scored 18 points in the 20 minutes of first half time that they played. So, yeah, that was rough. 18 points in the entire first half. Oof. I, I, I was just flabbergasted at how rough the offense was last night and i know that this team is still gelling and everything but i mean one of their starters just got here two weeks ago that is that is true which is listen it's what the transfer portal era brings us right sure it's this type of thing but when you lose everyone but three guys that were contributors on last year's team this is what you're going to have to do at some points. Sure, yeah, but this isn't the first time that we've seen ASU struggle offensively in recent seasons, even when they've had guys that are coming back or you know have been together for a really long time. So I'm just very confused as to why this team who is coached by one of the greatest point guards in college basketball history, if not the greatest, continues to struggle offensively. Now... And to your point, Jesse... Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. It's the now, same thing every year. Yep, same thing every year. Now, I will say, 38 points in the second half. They outscored Mississippi State, so I do want to give them credit there. Maybe they found something in that second half. Um, I kind of wouldn't mind them playing some of the guys that kind of got minutes at the end of the game. I thought they looked decent. Um, So I think that I don't know if this is the lineup to stick with moving forward. I'm not sure Alonzo Gaffney should have been out there yesterday. Uh, Bobby was surprised in his interview with Tim Healy that he was even able to go because he was supposed to be out a few weeks um, and that he did not have a good shooting performance. So 
I don't know. I think they've got to tinker with their rotations, but I'm just very confused as to why this offense continues to struggle. It and, and you could figure out that it was going to be a rough offensive night when they finished the first half O of nine from three. And this team, as we if was, as you've already mentioned, Jesse, year after year, they just cannot seem to get the offense to get into a rhythm. And it's very confusing when, as you mentioned, Bobby Hurley was one of the better college point guards in college basketball history. And even even from the field, too, like they're missing within the paint. They finished six of 23 in the first half. Like what what kind of established sort of offense can you have when you're only making six field goals? And I will say How this can you possibly establish. And I will say this isn't the first time that they've played together this season. I mean, they've they've had secret scrimmages. They've had secret scrimmages <laughs> and they've which is where apparently Gaffney got hurt. Yeah, right. Uh, but again, it, one of their starters got here two weeks ago. So sure, sure, <laughs> I I I hear that. But they have played together. They've been practicing together for a few weeks now. It just doesn't. It just seems like they should be a little bit further along than what they started off. And you know, again, these slow starts too, where it's just these sluggish games to start off. I feel like that's a trend with this team as well throughout the years. So, I don't know. Again, it's the first game. We might be overreacting. Bryson Long only got two minutes yesterday, which is weird. Um, maybe they're still implementing him in. He scored four, over 14 points a game last year at a D1 school. So, I maybe play him some more. Someone that I was impressed with, not the best shooting night, but in terms of being able to create offense out of nothing was Malachi Davis. I think that he could definitely feature as either a starter or a six man off this team. I think he was pretty good. He has that lefty shot, um, which is you know different than any of the other guys on this team. So I liked what I saw from Malachi Davis, especially off the dribble. Now, can he create offense for his teammates? That's what I want to be able to see. Um, I think he's a good guard option off the bench. That's what I took away from yesterday's game, if anything, is that they have some guys... Can they mesh it together? We'll have to see, Mitch. I will say that. So- I. Oh, sorry. I go said ahead, Mitch. Mitch. I said Mitch. Sorry, come on. Okay. Just come on. on. Jesse sorry. has a point. Go <laughs> no, ahead, no, Jesse. No, it, it was. It was. Just I you just gotta, wanted, you got to respect the uh, me me throwing. To I someone, just wanted you know? to point out that Bobby Hurley Jr. <laughs> got minutes last night, so shout out Bobby Hurley Jr. And that goes towards your uh, over under of games played this year, Mitch. Yes. <laughs> Oh, that's true. Right. What did I set that at? Six? six yeah. Was it? I think it was six. I think it was six, yeah. <laughs> well, those 50 seconds really went a long way last night. I was going to mention how impressed I was. And, and again, you can only take away so much because there wasn't a lot of offense. But I was rather impressed with the bigs, yeah. uh, particularly Sean Phillips. And I thought Kamari Lance uh, had some good spurts there for a moment that, you know, they weren't necessarily like lighting the world on fire, but at least offensively, they were keeping Mississippi State at bay until it just completely unraveled ahead of them. And then even off the bench, Bryant Celebonge. Like we he was a name that we discussed in our preview pod, and I thought he did a really good job off of the bench last night. Yeah, I like his game a lot. I like how he's able to roll to the basket. Um and it, it gives options to those guards who like to um who like to drive to the lane, which is part of ASU's offense, which is drive to the lane 
try and find a kick. If you can't, maybe get it down to the the big for a dunk. So, But don't drive into the lane with four dudes standing in front of you. Please, enough of that. Oh, my gosh. The, the thing that made me pull my hair out last night, and again, Gaffney's playing really quickly after an injury that Bobby Hurley said he was surprised about, but there was a mm-hmm. semi-open three that he passed up, uh, did a pump fake, and stepped into a two. Let's not do that in 2023. Three points are more than two points, please. Yeah, inside game, outside <laughs> game. Uh, I'm okay with the mid-range, just not like the shot that's right in front of the, the three-point line. That's the worst shot in basketball. Drives me crazy. Either way, ASU has Texas Southern up next, going for a revenge game. Listen, that was their first loss of the season last year. So um, they're looking to get back on track on with their first win of the season this year. Yeah, time to... Go in there at home on Saturday and reassert yourself and show that you're a better offensive team than we saw on Tuesday. This is a lesser opponent than um, Mississippi State. Obviously, Mississippi State looked like a really, really good team, obviously coming off of the tournament appearance last season. Um, And so, yeah, Saturday is a big one, in my opinion, even though even though it is just a non-conference game against Texas Southern. Listen, I want to see a lot. And I want to see better free throw shooting. The free throw shooting, again, was lacking last night, and I was expecting that to be improved this season. So I want to see better free throw shooting on Saturday. Listen, I we were going to get to this a little later, but I can get to it now. The amount of athletics going on in Tempe on Saturday. Insane. You, you can make a day out of this. Insane. The volleyball plays at DFA as well as basketball, men's basketball. Um, so you can make a day out of that. But not only that, hockey plays against number two Denver on Friday and Saturday. So Saturday at five. So you can go to the men's basketball game, go to the hockey game for a little bit, go to the volleyball game for a little bit, make a day out of it. Go yeah. support ASU Athletics. And, and the uh, Sun Devil Triathlon team has its national championship. So uh, number one, plan out where you're going with your your traveling on the roads because there's going to be roads blocked off (laughs) and number two you could also go out and watch that um it's 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 a big day in tempe (laughs) it's a big day in tempe and that's gonna take up the most space in tempe um let's get that's my analysis (laughs) great that's great Uh, let's get the football real quick triathlon takes Um, up a lot of space it's uh, it's a long sport not only Uh, So football plays against UCLA this weekend, which is going to be a tough matchup in the Rose Bowl, possibly the last time playing in the Rose Bowl for a very long time. Um, But let's get to some weird slash interesting moves uh, that came out on Monday, I believe, or maybe Sunday even. Isaiah Glass will redshirt and transfer this year um, after playing just four games this season, right? So... Yeah, he's preserving his red shirt. So he will be transferring at the end of the season, will not play again for ASU. Borgay is uncertain. uncertain. I was trying to say Borgay and Dorba at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Dorba is also uncertain, and uh, Michael Matus again out for the season. Just awful, awful for him. It's his football career. uh, I saw one of the reporters report on Twitter that it's it's his football career is over. He was a six-year senior Tough to see him go out like that, especially after he missed his what was supposed to be a senior year with a injury. Mitch, uh, just quickly on uh, Michael Matus, what he brought to this football team. I mean, he's in my books. He's one of the few 
like true Sun Devils, like through and through. I mean, you mentioned it, the six years dedicated to the sport and for him to for him to have to go out this way in back to back years is just absolutely brutal because he was such a staple for the Sun Devil team. And he was a big part of the bridging over from the end of the Herm Edwards era into the beginning of the Dillingham era. So it's a real bummer to not only lose his play on the field, but to lose his, I mean, you won't lose his leadership for the rest of the year, but it it does necessarily take a, a massive hit in terms of that respect. Yeah. And he was a guy that kind of just filled whatever role he needed to fill. Like, you know, I, I believe he was a starter a few years ago this year. He was kind of one of the rotation pieces on the uh, defensive line. He would, play special teams he was just kind of a guy that was accepting of his role happy to be in tempe great leader uh i don't know how many degrees or credits of classes he has but he has a lot he should be set up he in was, terms of whatever he wants correct to do yeah next. he was taking some some uh interesting electives he told us at um media day all the way back in july or august whenever that was <laughs> um sean naha is that how you say it naha N A apostrophe A. Um, I think it's Nah. Nah. But uh, he's likely to be. We, the, we better learn his name because he's, he's going to be a big part of these last few games. He will be the new starting left tackle now uh, that Isaiah Glass will not be here for the rest of the season. Um, and then on UCLA, Coach Dillingham said, I think this is the best defensive front I've faced in two years. In my opinion, I think going back the last two years, I think that a talent perspective, this front seven, could be the most talented, the most disruptive I've ever I've seen in two years here. They're super talented, super good, and that's not a knock on Utah. Utah's um, sound, but this UCL te- UCLA team is very, very, very talented. Three varies there. And it's funny because we talked so much leading into the Utah game about, well, their defense is really good. Their defense is really good. Their defense is going to keep them in games. They haven't had as as good of the offense that they would normally have had with Cam Rising. But, you know, if you give Bryson Barnes plenty of opportunities, he'll keep you in the game. UCLA, it's like that. And then, you know, give it a shot of HGH or something that you're not allowed to take because it's just an an increase of what ASU is probably going to see based on what they saw against Utah last week. Yeah, I'm worried about that quote that Dillingham gave a little bit just because of, again, how depleted this offensive line is. For ASU, I could see the quarterback, whoever it is, on Saturday being highly pressured, um, which will not help their cause at all. Again, I do not, th- I don't think they'll get blown out in two weeks in a row. But yeah, that that quote right there doesn't doesn't give me much faith. I think I've been wrong about like everything. In terms of like prediction wise, this year. I have I have no idea how like, to. Predict I just don't this know team. what we're gonna see week by week. Yeah, it's and, and it's injuries. It's you know inconsistency, consistently inconsistent. However you want to put it, it's just what happens uh, when you know have a bunch of guys out. You know, and it's not a knock on Coach Dillingham and his staff, but this is a first year and a new coaching staff. It it happens sometimes, so we'll we'll have we'll hope for a win for ASU on, on Saturday and see what happens at the quarterback position. Um, if it is Borgay Jesse, which is uncertain at this point, 
what do you want to see from him in terms of running the offense? Uh, just getting the ball out quickly because, again, I don't believe that he's going to have a lot of time. Mitch? I mean, he surmised it to that point. But if we could play to Borgay's strengths a bit, he doesn't necessarily always take the deep shot, right? He likes to do those over-the-field crossing routes. He likes to do those quick outs. Well, that's kind of the perfect offense for him, especially going against this defense that apparently has a front seven that just eats people alive for the <laughs> most part, especially with the uh, the uh, offensive line injuries and now Isaiah Glass uh, planning to transfer. I, it just sets up for if you can get the ball out of the snap quickly and get rid of the ball quickly, maybe you have a chance because this team is not – this UCLA team, I should say, is not going to give you a ton of opportunities to run the ball. They're the second-best rushing defense in the nation, allowing just 70.4 yards per game, which combined with their passing defense is best for the – is good enough to get them 13th in the country for total defense. And so if it is Conover, they're going to have to try and run the football. How do you get past this rush defense, Jesse? Yeah, I don't – think you do especially when you don't have to carlos brooks yeah maybe you gotta you gotta get a little tricky you got you gotta wild scat yes yeah. <laughs> that I mean, might work you got can, can they just tush push their way down the field i just want to see somebody tush push their way down the field it could be arm i mean we look, can see I, from army right like the, the, don't they just run the football right yeah they, they'll throw it like twice a game <laughs> i was gonna say at the same time like yes we could be cheeky about saying, oh, just go to the wild scat. But like Cam Scadaboo is a good skill position player. Elijah Badger is a good skill position player. Jalen Conyers, you just got Jordan Tyson back, who kind of molds into that of a of Elijah Badger. Like we've seen Kenny Dillingham call some weird offensive sets, right? And some weird formations. Like get cheeky. I don't care. Like utilize your best players while you have them. I'm not saying put them in risk of injury, but you're trying all these sweeps across the field. You're trying these wild scat formations that we've been calling them. Like, utilize your best players. Find some way to get them involved in this game. Don't get blown out about 55 to 3 again. Can they just come up with new plays that have never been done before? Just get it to your skill position guys in some space and see what happens. Like, that, yeah, like but, but quick what, passes, what, like <laughs> two-step drops, like quick. What about plays that have never happened before? Just come up with new stuff. I mean, we've seen some weird stuff from Dillingham this year, yeah, so I wouldn't rule it out. Try to fool the defense. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure he's workshopping it right now as we speak. I'm um, sure he is. Let's get to predictions real quick before we get to uh, the rest. We, we want to do predictions now, not yeah. later? Okay. Yeah. Um, let's do it. Jesse? Oh, this is so hard now. I don't... You see, this is why prediction radio podcasting is not the best because you just... You just don't know. Uh, 31 to 17. You uh, They're not going to score 17. 31, <laughs> 31 to 13. Uh, or 31 to 13 UCLA. You, you say they're not going to score that many points, but then somehow they will. Yeah, I, I'll, be, just, I'll be wrong. how it works. It's fine. I'll be wrong. Mitch? I don't, I'd rather be wrong on this than right. That's just how these predictions work out, Jesse. It's not your fault. Um, let's go with 35... To ten, UCLA. Okay, I'll go twenty-seven to ten, UCLA. Okay, yeah, that works. So we think at least one touchdown for ASU. That's good. Defensive? 
Please pick six. That'd be nice. You oh, know, maybe, geez. maybe, but I feel like the offense. <laughs> I feel like the offense will find its way into the end zone on. How about Saturday. an Elijah Badger return for a touchdown? There we go. Cool. I mean, he had a nice return last week. It was like seventy something yards, right? Um, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just hopefully, when that happens, there's no flags on the play. Yeah, that does happen too. There was one of those, right? Yeah. Correct. Yes, okay. that happened. Um, women's basketball, they won. Yeah, Jesse, you were there. Yay. I was out there, and it was kind of the exact reverse of the men's game. Uh, <laughs> this team came out on absolute fire. Um, they were, especially as the like the first quarter went on, they had a twenty-five point first quarter because you know they play quarters and women's and halves and uh, men's. If you did not know that, um, it should just all be quarters. I don't get it. Um, <laughs> Thank but, you. Yeah, I don't think anybody wants this whole half system to still be a thing, um, but. Yeah, they came out on fire offensively, uh, exactly what we wanted to see with um, Jaden Simmons. She had a really strong performance, especially defensively. She had a play or a back-to-back play where she had two steals in a row that led to four points. Um, The second one led to an and one um, that uh, whoever got that and one I, I don't remember at this point um missed the free throw but I- anyway it was it was still a great sequence that was in the first half um and then maggie besselink uh who had who missed all of last season with injury um she came in and so much better of an offensive player than i remember her being uh her three-point shot looks good um and yeah i think that the second half was where i was a little bit concerned they had a I believe a 20 point second half. Um, and yeah, that can't, that can't happen, but you're never going to get four good quarters in college basketball. It's just Charlie Turner Thorne used to tell me that. And so, because you know, they aren't professionals. So yeah, I think that it's a positive. They definitely looked better on offense than the men's team. That is like there's no ifs ands or buts about that Jaden Simmons played 39 minutes in this game oh yeah she always plays (laughs) um she had she took 12 free throws and made 10 uh 17 points three of five shooting one for one from three so she's uh she didn't really take the full load of shots but got to the line a lot so that's how she that's that's her bread and butter right there getting to the free throw line because she's a great free throw sure I'm shocked that she missed two free throws actually like she does not miss free throws, and that's still a great 10 of 12. Treasure Hunt got off to a, a little bit of a slow start, 2 of 7 from the field. but Coming off the bench, which I think is a good good spot for her, um, kind of as a as a sixth player for them. Uh, the Millers didn't score. Uh, Mallory Miller played 13 minutes, uh, zero points. Um, she was, again, South Dakota. Uh, miss basketball, according to... One of the outlets up there. <laughs> um, so yeah, I we'll see how they do against Montana State. That game is on Friday at six p.m. Um, now, a couple of things that we missed in terms of going around Sun Devil Athletics. Men's tennis is competing in Stillwater, Oklahoma, this weekend. Wrestling starts this weekend in Pennsylvania. Uh, Saturday, Saturday is uh, Wrangle Mania. Is that right, Jesse? Did I, re- did I read that right? And then Sunday is Germany. The way I was looking at the calendar, it was they separated the two events. So I wonder if it's 
it's the same location, but it's two different events that, that Zeke Jones' squad is starting the season with. Cool. Wranglemania and Journeyman Classic. I like Wranglemania. That's awesome. It <laughs> sounds a little bit like WWE, but and I know that re- actual wrestlers hate being compared to that, but it's it does sound kind of cool. You know, that's what that's what they should do is they should have actual wrestling, but like make it like the WWE. So it, just all the all the production and everything, but it's not fake. I'm just saying at a, at a professional level, not at the college level, but then that's how you get like the professional wrestling cool off the off okay. the ground. What is it about? Is that a crazy idea? A soccer begins yeah. tournament play on Saturday, so that's the big one. That's the big one. Everybody, make sure to tune in Saturday on the road against Santa Clara at 2 p.m. See if you can tune in. Um, We'll be rooting for the Lady Doubles all the way here from uh, from Arizona and hoping that they bring home the dub. Steve Nash went to Santa Clara. Uh, take you know, it to on Steve a real Nash. note, <laughs> I'm just that. That's all I know about Santa Clara. <laughs> Graham Winkworth's got a he's got a pretty good club this year, and it's not like they just snuck into the tournament by any means. But they're going to be tested early. The Santa Clara team is. Uh, they're good. Listen, they've the, been good. The too. back end of the soccer schedule, like they they didn't look great at the end of the season, but because of the no. start of their season and how they played, some of the up- upsets that they got, they got into the tournament. Hey, you get in, see what happens, right? Death, taxes, and ASU backing into tournaments. No. Um, and then real quick, Sun Devil Athletics alumni, Rashad White. Had- no, 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 wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold no. on. No. Because you mentioned the volleyball game on Saturday. You didn't mention the one that's later tonight. This was the team that they lost to in straight sets in Colorado at mullet tonight at seven. Number 17 ASU volleyball looking for revenge against Colorado tonight, Thursday at seven at mullet. Coming off a loss on Sunday, a rare loss. So it this is an important game to come back and, you know, come back to Tempe and show who they are and, you know, reassert themselves. Uh, Rashad White had a stellar week despite a Tampa Bay loss to Houston. 20 rushes, 73 yards, two touchdowns, four catches, 46 yards. So, good for Rashad. Yeah, he's one of the best receiving backs in the NFL um, at, at this point in his career already. And then, of course, Joey Decord returned to the Valley for being, he was a starter uh, for the Seattle Kraken on Tuesday against the Coyotes. Ended up losing in the shootout, but had a pretty good performance. He's like one of the big reasons as to why Mullet Arena even exists today. Like, if you think about how ASU hockey kind of propelled itself into the national scene and to where they are right now, Joey Ducourt, Joey Ducourt is a big reason why. Yeah, Johnny Walker, those guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Johnny Walker was at ASU for 12 years, I think. The Pashnucks, of course. <laughs> yeah, the Pashnucks. I forgot yes. about the Pashnucks. One of the Pashnucks scored the only ASU goal in uh, NCAA tournament history. There we go. Yeah. Uh, that's going to do it for this edition of State of the Sun Devils. Thank you so much for listening. If you're watching right now on YouTube, thank you so much. If you're uh, listening right now and feel like you're left out, go to the Arizona Sports YouTube page. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, what else? Uh, uh, threads. threads, Jesse. We are, we're on Threads. Yes, we are. Uh, all of those, uh, you can find us at AZ Sports Devils. Super easy for everyone. We, you, uh, we put all of our content there, and we'll be keeping you up to date on everything there is to know about ASU Athletics on those pages. That's going to do it once again. Thank you so much to my good friends, Jesse Morrison friends. and Mitch Ferreldis. I'm Jeremy Schnell. We'll talk to you on Saturday. <laughs>